Hey. Hey. How's it going? Doing good today. What do you think about waste? Mm. There's a lot of it. Comes in all forms. Some much more tolerable than others. And there's way too much of it. Yes, that's the profound statement. But <laughs> it's got to go somewhere. So where does it go? Yeah, I think it kind of ends up in the middle of the Atlantic or the Pacific or something like that. <laughs> it seems to be seems to be quite large island-sized amounts of waste. waste. Uh, that just, you know, there's no hope that it'll degrade within the next 10 billion years or whatever it may be, and it's just sort of sitting there making the oceans worse. The reason yeah, I ask is because I was... I was really conscious the other day when I was kind of emptying the bin and underneath our sink, we have a bin and it's pretty small. And we Mm. got this prior to having this bin, we had a much bigger bin. So six months ago, we had a big bin in the kitchen. We call them bins. You call them trash cans. Yeah. And it would take quite a long time to fill up the bin. And so maybe once every like five or six days, I would go out and take the the bin and empty it into the one on the outside of the house, which then gets collected on a weekly basis. But we've got this much smaller one, which is, I don't know, it's about two foot by one foot by about two foot high. So it's pretty small. And I'm emptying that thing several times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, what? what? Really? Is that is that the measure of what we're throwing away? And then I kind of got into it and started to look at what we're throwing away. There's five of us in this house, and mm-hmm. oh my goodness, do we throw a lot away? <laughs> yep, yeah. We have a small one under the sink too, and we sometimes it's even with just the two of us. Sometimes it can be once a day or every other day. It's it does fill up really quick, and of course we have a recycle container that's separate that also fills yep. up, and yeah, it's just. There is a lot. I'm, you know, I'm looking out. We're moving, hopefully, in a few months. And I was putting all the stuff out that is literally either can be donated somewhere or is just junk that has no home. And we have this treadmill that somebody gave us a few years ago. And it's like it died, basically. It's And it's this kind of prehistoric treadmill that weighs like... 5 billion tons and (laughs) we're going to have to dispose of it. We're going to have to have somebody come and actually dispose of this thing. And then you, and I'm looking at it thinking this is, you know, we can't even get it downstairs. We have to have somebody probably do that for us because it's so heavy and horrifying. And yeah, it's like, okay, it's history. Now off it goes and this is just one of the things, you know, that will be thrown away. And it's just, it is horrifying. And, and the interesting thing is, no matter what, we we try to think, oh, you know, we're grinding stuff down or we put it, I don't know if you have garbage disposals there or not. We don't do grinding stuff. We don't have those things yeah. in our sinks, which, you know, macerate the... Yeah, the, and the, those the, are no. another thing, because all your, 
I mean, I think everybody feels good because it's grinding and going down and they think that maybe it eventually dissipates somehow because it's ground down where it's just ground down, sludgy, goopy, whatever that's in the water system that has to be filtered out and then has that little pile of waste there that maybe is a bit smaller, but it's still waste. So it's like it's there's no, you know, there's the endless recycling, which is you know, at the level of whatever, but it's interesting to think about. And it is, there's a lot of it. We, I think when you actually apply thought to it, it's pretty incredible how much waste. So you're in America at the minute, I'm in the UK and there's just no barrier to more or less. Well, there is a barrier. It's economic. The economic barrier is the only barrier. You can basically get your hands on, as much as you want, whenever you want, so long as you can empty your wallet and afford it. And it just staggers me sometimes, the amount of stuff that we accumulate, which then ends up as waste, but also just the stuff that comes with the stuff. So, you know, you buy a small thing, and quite often there's as much waste surrounding the small thing (laughs) as there is in the small thing. I don't know, like you buy a pair of headphones or something, and it's like got a box and then inside the box is some cellophane, which because, you know, you've got to put cellophane around your headphones in case who knows why, but dust yeah. gets on it or something. So you then peel that off and then it's held in a piece of plastic so that it doesn't shift shift around in the box. And then the, the plastic's got these little binders on it so that it doesn't move around. And, you know, and then there's all these other contraptions and probably a little packet of silicon that goes with it so that, you know, it doesn't, doesn't get <laughs> yeah, wet. Yeah. And then when you actually <laughs> chuck it all, you know, if you weighed the waste and the headphones, probably the waste weighs more than the headphones. And this uh, is happening like dozens of times a day in my life. And yeah. really... The, the the kind of startling conclusion that I came to, and I don't know when it was, I was probably in my 20s or something. I may even have said this on this podcast before. I just had this sudden realization one day that everything that is manufactured of every description, it doesn't matter if it's made by a human being at some point, it came out of the ground. All yeah. of it, 100% yeah. of it came out of the ground. You know, whether that's bricks or plastic or whatever, the materials to make that, you know, even if it's like, a tree it's come out of the ground um and you just think how much of this can we take out of the ground before there's no ground left to take it out of you know so we have to start digging up digging up the waste to get stuff back i guess that's recycling yeah you know um, a layer of waste that replaces the ground you know it's interesting because you were no i was just gonna say it's interesting you were talking about the um all the packaging this is one of the things i went in and we had like all these massive boxes in the garage and this was over time of ordering some exercise equipment and small furniture and various things like that so i decided i needed to flatten all the boxes to recycle them but i pulled out all the crap literally shit inside of each one these massive yeah, yes, styrofoam yeah. and yep. I have I, I swear these are huge I don't know how many gallon bags are like the largest trash bags you get. I have probably five of those filled with styrofoam. Wow. And they're just thick 
styrofoamy stuff that, and then little pieces come off and they stick all over your body and at various parts because they got that static electricity and then you can't get rid of <laughs> yeah. those. And they're all trailed around. Just walking it's around like, covered in a, like a suit of styrofoam. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, oh, Bob's go. been here today because <laughs> he was out doing that and I see a little trail. But it's, yeah, it, it is. I, when I did that, it just, I thought, you know, I guess, yeah, I'll have to give it to somebody and they're going to have to take these huge sacks of styrofoam to the, that won't, you know, they'll be here in the next lifetime or two or three or something because they apparently can't do much yeah. of that stuff. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is. It's it was horrifying. I'm just I I should actually sometime take a picture of it, but it's so depressing. You need a wide angle stone. lens, yeah, right. <laughs> and a drone high up in the sky to fit it all in. It's just this football field sized boxes, boxes and styrofoam. The um, the the kind of crazy thing is, is okay. So a couple of things to throw at you. I don't know how true this is, but I heard this, and I, I think I heard it somewhere where I can believe it. I was told that if if so, let's imagine that Western Europe and um and North America are kind of consuming roughly the same amount of stuff. I don't know if that's true, but broadly speaking, you know, there's no impediment to what you can get. You can just get as much as you like so long as you've got the money. I'm told that if you compared... Um, so okay, let me just rephrase that. There would be seven times more people on the Earth if everybody consumed as much as Western Europeans and North Americans did. What I mean by that is the... Let's say there's uh, 400 million people in both those places, so 800 million people. If everybody on Earth consumed like we do, it would be the equivalent of having a population 7x what the Earth currently has. Uh, so we consume a lot, and we consume a lot more than the rest of the world. So there'll be parts of the world where, you know, because of economic circumstances, I guess, they're consuming, you know, they're probably, the, what they consume is less than, than what the earth can sustain but you know where we are we're just making up for that we're just <laughs> quite happy to consume their share of things the the principle being that really we can't go on because that's the equivalent of like 45 50 billion people mm-hmm. and everybody knows that the earth can't support 45 50 billion people of course the answer is uh, is elon musk you know we'll all go and live on mars because that'll be that'll yeah. be fine yeah. there's no waste yeah. there but then again, there's yeah. no oxygen either, so yeah. <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it, that's an incredible statistic when you think about it. The amount of stuff that we produce is amazing, and it really is out of all proportion to what the Earth can sustain. I would imagine, but we're quite yeah. blinkered about it, aren't we? It doesn't, you know, you can you can watch those documentaries about about how you, how you're having an impact on the planet and that you need to cut down. And then you go to the supermarket and it's like, hmm, yeah, that looks pretty good. It's got a box around it. Look at that. Tasty box. <laughs> now, does it need that box? No, it doesn't need that box. Do I want it? Yeah, I want it. Yeah. Shall I get it? Yeah, I'll get it. It's easy. It's easy to yeah. fall into the trap. And I don't get why. I just sort of don't get why everything comes in boxes surrounded by boxes with plastic in them with cellophane yeah. underneath that. And it, I mean, I'm not in control of all that sort of stuff. So I just sort of shrug my shoulders and say, somebody else needs to fix it. But <laughs> I think what they should do is they should be required because they always, you know, whenever you buy like a bag of chips, potato chips, 
or you buy a box of cereal or things like that. They always say you go to it and you think, wow, this thing's like three quarters full. And they say, well, it's their excuses that it settles. Thus yeah. it must've been bursting before with fullness. So these companies should let it settle. Yeah. Let it somewhere shake it a bit. and then maybe yeah. repackage it. I don't know what they do. You know, if they have like resizable something, but it's, it's, you know, it is a waste when you think of that. I mean, there's a waste in itself and I don't, there's probably maybe physically there's no way to avoid that because it happens once it's inside there and you can't keep changing boxes, I guess. Then they would mark the price up because they have to do change box fee and, you know, it get really weird. But I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to think about how much, they try to do it or attempt to do it. And I, 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 my feeling is that the economics gets in the way. It's, I, I'm mm -hmm. guessing that it's more expensive to produce recyclable stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they don't, you know, the stuff that could be recyclable isn't recyclable. But also I'm imagining that human beings are just that we're just suckers for good packaging. We just love it. Oh, you know, yeah. you go in you go in and you see that see that shiny packaging around the uh, branded cereal there it's all shiny and colorful and you know the cardboard's significantly thicker than it needs to be but boy is that nice cardboard must be nice <laughs> cereal inside that cardboard <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. the three centimeter thick cardboard that's nice that cereal must be good and then next to it is the sort of the own brand cheap version flimsy discolored packaging looks a bit sort of beaten up oh, that's going to be bad cereal yeah. the cereal in there is going to be bad but we're just suckers <laughs> for it aren't we you know you oh, go we, buy, we buy a tube of toothpaste which is a tube of toothpaste and it comes in a box it's like you don't need the box i just need the toothpaste yeah yeah, yeah. but we we totally suckered into it every yeah. single time i can't help myself you know you go and go into the apple store and you come out with a box and the box is like you just want to keep that box because yeah. it's so good. It's such a good box. Yeah. Yeah. And they're probably thinking, you know, that's interesting. I never thought of if you didn't have them in a box and they wouldn't be able to neatly stack them in the store. Yeah. Well, so that's then, exactly. Then, yeah. they're, then they would have almost bins of stuff. Yep. That yep. would be interesting because, I mean, it could be done in a well, sense. I have these little bins that, on the shelves. Yeah, imagine that every time you went to the supermarket, if you had to take, so typically I imagine most people go in a car to the supermarket, they certainly do here, obviously there'll be people that walk and what have you, but it wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility for me to take containers to put stuff in. So, you know, I, you know, we're probably going to buy more or less the same cereal each time we go. If I could take a standardized container that I would use over and over and over again, made of, I don't know, recycled plastic or metal or something, and I could spoon out cereal and put it in um, and just reuse it every time and pay for the weight of the cereal that I've acquired, mm -hmm. there'd be absolutely zero packaging reuse there. But it takes me about a minute longer, and I haven't got a minute. I haven't got a minute? <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, a really. Minute? No, I just oh, need the box, shiny box. Yeah. Yeah, you're just making me do things. Yeah, I, dude, I know. Yeah. I want to just grab it and admire it for a second, and then be off. Yeah, and the companies know this as well, don't they? They're totally aware that if you uh, if the the packaging is shiny and the box looks cool, they are far more likely to 
to sell that stuff straight to you. It definitely, yeah. definitely works. Everybody's a sucker for it. You know, subliminally, you don't don't judge a book by its cover. I'm going to judge that book by its cover every time. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's no way I'm not judging yeah. that book by its cover. It's just it's just the the way we're built and we're yeah. brought up to consume all this stuff, aren't we? But also, that's a good point. You know, when I was a kid, and you know, out come the violins. When I was a kid. Significant, significantly less Christmas presents than than is the expectation now. So I reckon if you drew a chart and along the bottom, like it's an X and Y graph, along the bottom you you drew time, and then up the side, you know the the Y, you did amount of presents by kilograms. <laughs> I reckon if you if you went back to the eighteen hundreds, basically it would be zero. Nobody's yeah. getting anything for Christmas. Maybe they get like an orange or something like that, you know, yeah, a apple or something. And then go to like 1850, maybe you're getting a little, like a wooden toy or something like that. Go to 1900, it's probably crept up up a little bit. And then I reckon when you get to about the 1950s, it suddenly starts to go exponential. Oh, um, yeah. And people are starting to get more and more. And then now, now the kids are getting like, six or seven tons of christmas presents <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where does it end it ends it's infinite at some yeah. point every child is going to expect an infinite amount of christmas presents i've drawn the chart i can see what's happening it's we're doomed yeah, yeah. And, and there's that waste again because we have to take all this packaging and now put another layer of wrapping on it because we have to make it a present yeah. We have to make it oh, yeah. in wrapping. And we have to add bows yeah. to it that are again more crap. So yeah. let's let's you know, this this box already has everything you mentioned, all the different packing materials and all this, and it may be in a oversized box already. Yeah. So you just think, well, I'm going to go ahead and then if you give clothing Oh yeah, and the clothing comes, and you say, "Oh, I can't wrap up the clothing. I got to put it in a box, and then I got to wrap up that yeah, box, the box again." <laughs> <laughs> and then, then like, like it used to be okay to just go around to somebody's house with a bottle of wine, you know, as a gift, and now you've got to get the bottle of wine, and you got to you got to put it in a wine shaped bag. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. like with little handles on the top, which gets you know, hopefully gets recycled for years to come, but probably doesn't. No. And and if you give somebody a present. You can't just wrap up the present like you've described. You've got to wrap it up and then put it in a present-shaped bag. It's got yeah. to go in a bag. And at some point, that bag, in the near future, I'm predicting, there'll be a bag to put the bag in, and then 20 <laughs> years after that, there'll be a bag for the bag, and then there'll be an intermediate <laughs> box for the bag, and then there'll be a bag, and it just keeps going up. It's turtles oh, yeah. all the way down. Um, it's just endless amounts of bags and boxes. We're yeah. doomed. Yeah. We're doomed. Yeah. Hey, We're doomed. so here's the thought, right? If you go back a couple of hundred years, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but nothing was made before it was needed. That's not entirely true, but most things were made when you needed them. So if you needed shoes, mm -hmm. you go get the shoes made, and then in a couple of weeks, you'd go and get them. Mm -hmm. And if you needed, I don't know, a, whatever it would be, imagine any scenario in the 1800s, the sort of stuff you could buy. And then... Then along comes like the, the chain store and the supermarket and all those kind of things and everything's already made. It's all there. So you go into the clothes shop and there's like hundreds of pairs of trousers and sneakers and there's, you know, scarves up the wazoo. It's all there. 
everybody's stuff is ready to just take off the peg and walk out. And you just think, well, that's insane as well, because how do we know, how does anybody know that it's going to be sold? And my guess is a lot of that stuff, they work on the margins that they'll sell a proportion of it. And then the rest of it, it's just waste. Yeah. <laughs> just chuck away those trousers. Get rid of them. We don't need them anymore. We've sold enough trousers. We're profitable. That 50 pairs of trousers over there, we don't need those. I wonder what they do with them all. I wonder if they yeah. give them to charity. Back, yeah. when, um, back when I was a kid, there was this thing called the Butter Mountain in the UK. And check out the absurdity of this. I mean, literally, this is, a, this is textbook absurd. There, we produced a surplus of butter. We had a mountain of butter that the population did not need, right? So, and it really genuinely was a gigantic amount of butter. You know, you could climb this thing. It was hundreds of feet by hundreds of meters, masses of butter. And uh, so, you know, any sensible human being would say, give the butter away. You know, there it is. It's just going to melt in the sun, but just give it away. No, no. What you need to do to that butter is destroy it because... Apparently, if you give it away to like, you know, let's say, for example, a country where they don't have a lot of butter and it would be really nice if the population there had butter. No, because that screws up the economy. And you just think, what? Wait, wait, but it's food and there's people who are hungry. No, 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 no. They can't have the butter. <laughs> that would spoil the economy. Oh, I see the economy. And I've never understood that whole oh, thing. The, the yeah. surplus, the waste can't be given away. Yeah, I'm sure it makes sense to somebody. Yeah, you know, going back to packaging and it, it, kind of the waste and stuff, it just occurred to me that when we both, you know, grew up, we had vinyl. They call it. I called it oh, records. You know, vinyl. and you had the you had the cardboard that held the vinyl or the record, yeah. and then of course that was usually wrapped in plastic because you had to have some way of the thing not following the record falling out because it was inside yeah. a sleeve inside yeah there. there was a sleeve wasn't there a, yeah. a paper sleeve yeah with a hole so in we it. had yeah. a sleeve inside there to make it i guess not grind up against that abrasive cardboard and then we moved to eight track tapes we had to move to plastic you know that we still yeah. kind of kept it plastic but I think eight track and cassettes. So eight tracks, I, I don't know what they came in. Um, I can't remember the packaging for those, but by the time we got to cassettes, cassettes came in a plastic case. Yeah. A little plastic. And then box, we went to yeah. CDs and CDs yeah. came in plastic cases. So these, so when we got to CDs, these were really basically metal discs. And we decided, why don't we put these in a container or packaging that is even more <laughs> durable to protect them from getting broken, which they're not going to break. Yeah. And and then we have all these plastic cases of crap with the, you know, the CDs and stuff. And then, and then on the other hand, you know, you got light bulbs that are packed in cardboard. I mean, it's, you know, light, flimsy part cardboard. It's like the logic behind a lot of this packaging was really pretty stupid when you think about it because it wasn't for protection obviously yeah. in a yeah. sense you could have had a little sleeve cardboard sleeve for your cd you know and 
do or it just almost the like CD. a record. Just yeah. buy the CD and take it home. Yeah. And, you know, stick yeah. it in a sock or something. Yeah. repurpose that holy sock which is at the bottom of the drawer which you know just bend that sock get the cd in that sock and you're good to go the only i suppose the drawback there is that you would then your entire cd collection you'd have to memorize the color of the socks you know yeah which where's the bon jovi cd uh red sock loose weave uh near the top (laughs) bon jovi it's not bon jovi no loose weave that's the tight weave (laughs) <laughs> what would you do pin them against the wall or something that's, to store them right. yeah you could do right because you could yeah. just put a load of little pins up and just hang your cds because the cds had the branding on them didn't they they had yeah. the branding already so you got like double branding you got yeah. the little book but you're right the packaging has gone absolutely like like nuts the amount of packaging you get on more or less everything is completely absurd um, you were talking about, uh, or we were talking about a second ago, about like Christmas presents and stuff. I don't even particularly remember things like Father's Day and Mother's Day being a thing when I was a kid. And it's just, there's another excuse to waste things. Let's just invent a day when everybody has got to buy a card for everybody. Oh, who, yeah. who, 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 okay, it's a great idea. Who, mothers, let's make mothers a thing well i'll do a mother's day and then everybody must buy a card yeah 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 nice yeah yeah and then oh yeah don't leave the the fathers out and then at some point we're gonna have cat day and dog day and great aunt day and what cousin once removed day and every 365 days of the year we'll need to be buying cards so that they can you know be in the post i'll tell you what what we should do is have a dedicated shit day and on (laughs) on the, the shit day Nobody sends anybody a card. You deliberately abstain from sending anybody a card. And the absence of a card means that you are dearly loved. Yeah. So on the day, the shit day, when you don't get any cards, it means everybody loves you. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) You know, when I was a a kid, we would, for those days, like Mother's Day and stuff, we would always have a project. So you would make something for your mother at school, which obviously was a horrifying ashtray (laughs) that for the person that didn't smoke or something or some little bowl. And it was really ugly and they'd hang on to it for years and years until they died. And then it would go off to whatever, or you were giving it back and you'd think, yeah, this is, you know, this is when I was a a horrifying (laughs) mess is this. Yeah. Yeah. Or you would draw pictures, you know, I remember drawing pictures, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas is like, here, get a bunch of paper and, and draw all these pictures of Santa Claus and the reindeers and all this stuff. And the, they were forced to put it up. And then, of course, they would throw it away. But, yeah. you know, it, or maybe they would hang on to it for a few years and store it <laughs> in a box. And then that box would become filled with more crap. And so eventually that would all need to be gotten rid of because nobody was that sentimental that you could hang on to it for <laughs> centuries. And <laughs> it was it was a vicious cycle. <laughs> we... um you've been through that whole thing where you know the the children present you with something and they've got that joyous expression in their face and you know they're delighted i've drawn your picture and they turn it around it's like i don't know what to say <laughs> I, I don't know what it is i think it's crap but i've got to say it's great it's a great fire engine it's a dog it's a great dog. Yeah. It's a beautiful dog. I don't know why I said fire engine. Yeah. Just, you know, and then you get the like the clay object that comes to it. That's yeah. such a nice bowl. 
It's not a bowl. It's a frisbee. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's a frisbee. Yeah. I get it. And the, the beautiful clay horse. It's a pogo stick. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yes. It's a pogo yeah. stick. So yeah. what we're basically saying is children are responsible for all the waste, right? Yeah, really, exactly. You know, there <laughs> is this wonderful scene, and I just thought of this, and it's in a, a, an American movie with Jack Nicholson. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the movie Five Easy Pieces. This came out no. in like the 60s. And if anybody's listening, watch this because there's a scene in there that it's really a good Jack Nicholson. I mean, any it's, it's a really good movie. It's a crazy movie. But there's a scene where they're driving um, up the coast here on in the U.S. And they pick up these two. They, they go by and there's these two women. Their car is turned over. Mm. And one of them is holding a sewing machine. And they're kind of younger you know, they look, almost look kind of hippie-like. And they, so they pick them up and give them a ride. And this woman insistently talks about man and his shit. <laughs> and this whole scene is just so hilarious because he's talk, she's talking about all the waste and what man has created. And she wanted oh, to move yeah. to Alaska because there's no waste up there. And Jack Nicholson says, well, but wait till the snow melt every year and then you'll see the waste basically and she just you, but it is just hilarious because she's just annoying and they want to drop her off you know eventually but she just yeah she just talks about man and his shit for a good five ten minutes of the movie and it's just freaking hilarious i it's, can totally sympathize have you ever seen speaking of movies have you ever seen the film wally it's a disney film and like you'd probably just by looking at the cover, you'd think I'm not watching that. It's a computer animated film, so you know, like in the in the realm of Toy Story, all of it's done by computers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a kids' film, but it's sublimely cool. Um, and it tackles this exact problem. The whole principle of the film is it starts. Uh, spoiler alert! I'm about to give the entire plot of Wally away. Um, and it starts with this little robot chugging around. What very quickly, as the camera sort of pans out, it. it it's obvious that the earth has been, it's just literally full of waste. There's nothing but waste. And this little robot is just trying piece by piece to collect all the waste and stack it. And then the sort of film develops and, you know, they go off into space and it's it's quite jolly. But the, it's, quite a, it's quite a decent attempt, I think, at Disney trying to, um, trying to emphasize... Like, we just can't keep doing this forever. Mm. However, having said that, years ago, I went to Disneyland in Florida, right? And I went to, I don't know where it was in Disneyland, but there was this place where you could see a movie. And it was was the Lion King, right? It wasn't the regular Lion King. They'd made Mm. a special Lion King, which was only available in this one cinema in Disneyland, right? And it was about 25 minutes long. And it was all about waste, and it was about how, you know, we are screwing up the planet with the amount of waste that we produce. And it was very compelling and almost like tear jerking. And at the end of the film, you were kind of like, man alive, I am going to leave this theater. I'm not going to throw anything away for the rest of my life. And this is no word of a lie. You walk out of that cinema through the only exit door and you are in the biggest food mall you've <laughs> ever seen in your life. And everything is disposable and you just think hmm disney (laughs) 
it's a kind of a mixed message here yeah. uh, that you're giving off, right? I yeah. just don't quite get what you were saying there. And you, you know, you literally walk in and there's just mountains of trash, plastic and paper and cans and all of the associated stuff that a food mole can produce. And there's thousands of people and you just think, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. They could have, they, at the end of the movie, they should have had somebody say, you know, thank you very much. I hope you got a lot from this movie. Please leave through this exit. Enjoy your meal because we are part of the problem. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Or here's a blindfold as you leave, uh, yeah. you know, follow the banister to the way out and uh, so on. So, yeah. Do you think we've done waste? waste i think we've done waste it's it's um you know it's it is one last thought here it's interesting when you think about it we're so easy to produce it but if you live within any measurable distance from a landfill you're going to complain about the smell which you have created the problem do you have the do you have the term in in america nimby you know, I've heard that term, and yeah. we don't have it here, but I believe I've heard it because yeah. of... Yeah, and it, it basically is an acronym, and it stands for Not In My Backyard. Oh, okay. And, and it basically means, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got to do, uh, you know, we've got to do, we've got to put solar panels all over the place, and yeah, we must do wind turbines. That's very important. But a wind tur- No, 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 no. A wind turbine that I can see? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. Um, that sounds sort of a bit like that. So, yeah. Waste. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've just realized I misspelt it. I meant W-A-I-S-T. You know, the thing oh, that you put your waste. belt around? We've been oh. talking about the wrong thing for half an Have hour. We? I'm so oh. sorry. Oh, wow. 